welcome to Everyday Magic, where we explore adding pops of magic to your everyday life. I'm Michelle Leffler, shamanic energy alchemist and owner of Living Moon Meditation, where I help people find balance in their personal, professional, and spiritual lives. It's my honor to help you incorporate magic into your mundane life. Let's get started. Love Everyday Magic Podcast? You can support it and me and help keep it ad-free by joining me as a patron on Gumroad. For as little as $7 per month, you can help keep me going. That's at gumroad.com slash livingmoonmeditation. If you're not already on my email list, be sure to sign up at livingmoonmeditation.com. All of these links are in the show notes for you. The moon does not fight. It attacks no one. It does not worry. It does not try to crush others. It keeps to its course, but by its very nature, it gently influences. What other body could pull an entire ocean from shore to shore? The moon is faithful to its nature, and its power is never diminished. Ding Ming Dao Let's talk about lunar energy. Lunar energy exerts a strong influence on our lives and has been sacred to various spiritual traditions throughout the ages. Farmers have traditionally worked with the phases of the moon in order to plant and cultivate their crops. Working with the moon's energy is as simple as timing your work to coincide with the phases of the moon. Beginners can start by focusing on the two periods of the moon, waxing and waning. The waxing moon lasts from the new moon until the full moon. This is the half of the moon cycle when the visible portion of the moon grows larger and the light reflecting off the moon is growing brighter. The energy that comes from a waxing moon is great for planting, growing, and drawing things in. The opposite half of the moon phase, the waning moon, is good for repelling things. This waning period lasts from the full moon until the new moon. During this time, the visible portion of the moon diminishes and the light is less each night. Now, once you've spent time with the moon periods and have grown accustomed to working with the major energies of birth and death, You can deepen your lunar work by aligning specifically with each of the eight moon phases. And how you do this will depend on your work and whether you are working on a short or long-term goal. Short-term goals can be fully realized within one lunar cycle. Now to work with one lunar cycle for a short-term goal, you start with the growing period and the new moon. During the dark phase of the moon, you will begin by setting your intention. During the waxing crescent, which is the next seven days, you will communicate the intention that you set during the dark moon. Now, approximately seven days after the new moon, you enter the first quarter, which is the halfway point between new and full. This is the period for taking action towards your intention 
or goal. After the first quarter, we have the waxing gibbous, which is the final period of time during the growing period. This is when you gather your results and analyze where you are at. Now, that the new moon, the waxing crescent, the first quarter, and the waxing gibbous are the first half of the moon cycle, the growing period. And then we get to the second half of the moon cycle, the waning period, which begins with the full moon. And this is when the moon is fully illuminated and you complete your work or make adjustments. Now, once the moon starts to wane, we have the waning gibbous for about seven days. And this is where you share what you have learned. The third quarter moon is, again, a halfway point between full and new and is approximately seven days after the full moon. This is when you will complete any remaining work for your goal. The waning crescent is the moon cycling back to new and you let go of everything. This is when you will close your work and rest. Now, if your goal is something that can't be reached in one lunar cycle, you will be better served to follow a different lunar magic cycle. It's similar, but it's not intended for your work to be complete in one cycle. So these long-term goals need a longer lunar energy pattern in order to manifest what you're working on. So you would you would repeat the same cycle, but you would do it for as many lunar phases as necessary to reach your goal. So the, the phase cycle that you would use for a long-term goal starts again with the growing period because everything begins with the growing period here. You would start at the new moon and set your intention or goal in a way that focuses on drawing something in. Again, this would be something that you're not going to necessarily draw in in one month's time because it's something much bigger that takes a lot more energy and a lot longer to bring in. So that is the kind of goal you would be setting here. You would set your intention or goal that focuses on drawing something in. Then during the waxing crescent, you would communicate your intentions. At the first quarter, you would take action steps to draw in your desire. During the waxing gibbous, you would gather your results and analyze where you're at. You're not there yet. Like in the short-term goal, we said by this point you were finishing your work and you were manifesting by the time we hit the full moon at the beginning of the waning period. That's not the case with a long-term goal. You're looking now at the waxing gibbous, where you're at, how far you've gotten, and then when the waning period begins with the full moon, you take the intention that you set during the new moon and you rephrase it to repel something. So if you had set the intention at the new moon to bring in money, at this point at the full moon, you're going to rephrase that intention to repel something, in this case, debt, because the waning period is all about reducing something. So if you're trying to bring in money, you don't want to reduce money. You want to reduce the debt. You want to bring in enough money to reduce your debt. So for this long-term goal, instance, at the new moon, you would set the intention to bring in money. And then at the full moon, you would set the intention to repel debt. 
And so then again, during the waning gibbous, you would focus on your intention and communicate that intention to the universe to reduce what you're reducing, which is generally the opposite of what you're trying to grow during the new moon phase, the growing period cycle. Then when you get to the third quarter, you're going to take action to decrease what you are wanting to remove from your life. And then at the waning crescent, you will gather your results and analyze where you're at. So you can see during the short-term goal, you're doing all this, you're setting your intention, you're communicating, you're working, you're realizing, and then you're analyzing what you did and how it worked. So that throughout the whole month, by the end of the cycle, you've completed your magic work. But for a long-term goal, you're doing things in a much more prescribed step-by-step -step method. You're setting your intention to increase something. You're communicating your intention. You're taking steps. You're analyzing where you're at. Then you're refocusing your intention or your goal to reduce the opposite of what you're trying to increase. And you do it again. You communicate those intentions. You take action to decrease. And then you gather your results and analyze where you're at so that then by the time you get to the end of that month, you've done some of the work, but you're not there yet. And so you've gone from new moon to new moon. You've made progress and you analyze and start over again and continue on that cycle repeatedly until you reach that goal, until you manifest your will and your desire. So working with the phases of the moon will deepen your work by drawing on powerful lunar energy. The same energy that controls the tides can be harnessed for your own work. It just takes intention and planning. And now for the astro forecast. On April 5th, Venus enters Pisces at 11.17 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also on April 5th, Jupiter is semi-sextile Saturn at 10.24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On April 8th, Jupiter is sextile the True Node at 3.21 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then on April 9th, we have a first quarter moon at 2.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. On April 10th, Mercury enters Taurus at 10.09 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On April 11th, Saturn squares the True Node at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. April 12th, Jupiter is conjunct Neptune at 9.43 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. April 14th, Mars enters Pisces at 11.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on April 16th, we have a full moon in Libra at 2.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our book pick this week is a 2020 novel called The Year of the Witching by Alexis Henderson. This is a nice gothic witchy feminist read and has a timeless story of puritanical standards against witchcraft and other such things. The jacket on the back of the book says, In the lands of Bethel, where the prophet's word is law, 
Emmanuel Moore's very existence is blasphemy. Her mother's union with an outsider of a different race casts her once proud family into disgrace. So Emmanuel does her best to worship the Father, follow holy protocol, and lead a life of submission, devotion, and absolute conformity, like all the other women in the settlement. But a mishap lures her into the forbidden dark wood surrounding Bethel, where the first prophet once chased and killed four powerful witches. Their spirits are still lurking there, and they bestow a gift on Emmanuel, the journal of her dead mother, who Emmanuel is shocked to learn once sought sanctuary in the wood. Fascinated by the secrets in the diary, Emmanuel finds herself struggling to understand how her mother could have consorted with the witches. But when she begins to learn grim truths about the church and its history, she realizes the true threat to Bethel is its own darkness, and she starts to understand that if Bethel is to change, it must begin with her. If you like stories such as The Crucible and The Scarlet Letter, or if you're fascinated with that time period and the way women were treated and supposed witches were hunted down and persecuted, then you're probably going to like The Year of the Witching by Alexis Henderson. Love Everyday Magic Podcast? I'd love to have you give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Want more magic with me? Join my free Facebook community, Bad Witch Society. It's the perfect place for anyone who's ever been told that their brand of magic or witchcraft isn't right. Your magic is valid. Let's celebrate it together. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash badwitch, all one word. I have the link in the show notes for you. And if you're into Jewish magic, give my other podcast a listen. You can find Jewish magic podcasts on the same platforms as this one. Do you have a witchy question you're itching to have an answer to? Send me an email and I may answer it in an upcoming episode. It might also become the topic of an upcoming episode. You can send questions to me at hello at livingmoonmeditation.com. I have the link in the show notes for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Magic. It's truly been my pleasure to talk to you today. If you like this episode, or you think it will be useful for someone else, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. If you've got any questions, send me a DM on Instagram at Living Moon Meditation. Remember, it's all about real magic for your real life. See you next time.